0: hulkin was home alone without the internet or a mobile phone didn't have things to stop him getting downcast like listening to this podcast
1: baby we're on lockdown baby
2: we're on lockdown morning morning Welcome to the Friday Roundup of the Isolation Booth. My name is Danai.
3: My name is Anna. I was about to say my name is Anna. <laughs> Has it got to that point? We've blended. <laughs> no, I think I was.
2: I was um. I was talking, but at the same time, I was thinking of what you were going to say next. So I almost said what you were going to say next. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Yeah. Anyway, Danai. <laughs> Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Um. Happy Juneteenth to anyone out there who actually celebrates it. I mean, we
3: celebrate it, but, you know, it's not commemorating us as such. It's not. So for anyone who doesn't know what this is, like our dear Mr. President Trump. Apparently. um, (laughs) Juneteenth is an official Texas state holiday and an unofficial holiday elsewhere in the States, uh, which is celebrated annually on the 19th of June. Um, Do you know where it comes from? Yes, I do. But do you as well? Do you want to say it? It'll sound no, like no, you no. Do. I'm. i
2: thinking this. This is your, um, your article. So go for it. I do. By the way, I do know where it comes from. <laughs> just, just to make that clear. Yes. Just,
3: yeah. So it's to commemorate the Union Army General Gordon Granger's reading of federal orders in the city of Galveston, Texas, on the 19th of June 1865 proclaiming that all slaves in texas were now free that's right
2: uh it was just kind of finalizing the emancipation of all the states because there was a few that still had slavery as legal and i think from that moment on it just was no longer yes
3: although it didn't really end there because um, a lot of kind of plantation owners and so forth yeah. just pretended <laughs> like this hadn't happened sorry i didn't hear what happened and yeah basically just yeah kept kept silent about it and um
2: didn't quite know i guess i guess they were maybe they were his hereditary maybe they were the predecessors to trump and they just didn't know (sighs) nobody told them apparently although apparently someone told him
3: Uh, yeah no so i think this was deliberate obviously they wanted to keep the operations going just like they just yeah they just sipped it and didn't tell them which is why you know the story goes that they really They had to read this order out loud several times, (laughs) you know, for these, for the slaves to actually believe, like, oh (sighs) no, this, we are actually free now. Even, Um, even
2: you're just talking of, um, yeah, freeing people, it should, it sounds bizarre, and it
3: sounds bizarre, it's still happening today. That's the problem,
2: this is stupid to know that it's still happening today, I just, it's, um, I don't know, my head cannot quite get around it, and... It is unbelievable that we're still dealing with
3: the repercussions of all this mentality. Yeah, just um, to point out another little twist in this particular um, story, Trump w- had actually planned to do a campaign speech, his first campaign speech, I believe, since lockdown, since since lockdown and this whole Corona crisis. So, and it was to take place in Tulsa out of all places um (laughs)
2: why not and on the 19th as well
3: yeah so do you want to quickly explain why Tulsa is is problematic Tulsa Oklahoma is one of the places where one of the biggest massacres
2: against black people happened back in 1921 1921 and it was over two days which actually was in June as well so it started on the 30th of May I think 31st of May 31st of May sorry And then on the 1st of June, it continues. By the way, if you want to listen to a much better uh, information about this Tulsa massacre, there is an episode with the guys from Stuff You Should Know, which you should listen to. It's really good. And they go into a lot of detail of how
3: things started and how things evolved. Yes. And yeah, so Trump originally planned to actually hold this campaign speech in Tulsa today, on June 10th. Obviously problematic, so he he actually did postpone it. By one day. Yeah. Respectfully. Fucking asshole. Uh, Yeah just quick other updates on the whole black lives matter movement i think obviously the whole thing with the statues is still going on but we we covered that last week already but it's it's certainly not over and done with yeah so
2: speaking of of statues they are removing one in Oxford university
3: Yes, it is the statue of Cecil Rhodes, Mm -hmm. um, who was a massive racist. Um, He said in a letter in 1877 um, that he believed the Anglo-Saxon race to be the first race in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so yeah, big, big racist. Um, Hence, um, yeah, this movement to remove his statue. Um, His statue is there because he also developed this big um, scholarship program for oxford allowing lots of students to Mm -hmm. to go study there for whiteies, yeah um although now the argument has been made that um some years later it also allowed the first black students to attend oxford um yeah probably he
2: wasn't alive anymore so
3: they didn't have a say (laughs) on (laughs) it well and you know that it still remains an issue today but the bad side to this is that after they decided to perhaps remove the statue, lots of um, donors... Um, Retracted donations. Uh, yeah, exactly. So they said, we're going to stop you know, donating our money to Oxford because you're removing the statue. Ridiculous. Um, but then to counter this, um, an ex-Oxford student um, who is now a tech boss, he's called... Hussein Kassai, he's the co founder of Onfido. Onfido, I'm going to say it wrong. Anyway, <laughs> Technology. So dude, um yes, has now decided to cover all these losses with his own donations. Um, Good on him. Yes. Someone
2: is doing it right. Um, okay. So, but I was actually you. You were going to somewhere else, yeah? (laughs) Yes,
3: because I thought actually we covered this whole statue thing already, and just to note that that's not over, but still going on. But really, lots of other stuff is happening. Um, Mainly this week, I think the one of the main points has now been that a lot of firms, a lot of companies, are really being urged to look into racism. Yeah, a lot of places uh, are setting
2: up like their own teams where they look into. Looking at the systematic racism in the in their own companies, and they all seem to be forming boards
3: and teams to look into all of that. To try and tackle that, whether they're going about it the right way or not, and maybe yeah, having to find a you know system that actually works and so on. But yeah, and and um, it's also obviously a bunch of companies that do actually still have links to slavery. So they are also looking at sort of reparations. Yeah. Um, in connection with that, for example, Lloyd's, Lloyd's of F- London, Lloyd's of London, and Green King—they're two of the companies now uh, making reparations in the form of donations to Black, Black Lives Matter, Matter and, and other movement. movements, movements, uh, NGOs, and so on that are yeah. working on these on these topics. Also, some brands. That astonishingly, um, still have very racist kind of yeah, branding, and how there are still some brands out there that are blatantly racist, right? Um, for example, Uncle Ben's, everyone knows Uncle Ben's, right? Yes, right. right. yes, yes, yeah. Um, or one you might not know, Aunt Jemima. It's a pancake mix. Right. Um, Again, very much sort of images based on racial stereotypes. Um, Right. And they are now finally, uh, it's 2020, by the way, guys getting rid of that and renewing their brand. Oh, boy. Anyway, a bit out of
2: like going on a tangent. Um, Have you ever heard what the Drake equation is? The Drake equation. Yeah. Mm, can't say I have. Okay. So it's an equation that Frank Drake uh, proposed in 1961. And with this equation or with this set of factors, you should be able to calculate if there is life in any other planets. Right. Um, although his equation. Yeah, by the way, we're back out in space. Um, <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's just better than Earth right now, you know? <laughs> I'm just trying to see if there's anything out there that I could go to. Um, although his equation was still pretty clunky and all the results were always a bit too wide, you could always get anything from zero to billions. <laughs> so it wasn't very useful, really. So, But now there is this guy, Christopher Consellis, which is a professor of astronomics at the University of Nottingham. The Him and a team, I guess, of collaborators have kind of diluted or polished the the factors and now they have come up with an actual number of 36 planets with the potential of life in them unfortunately though it's not all good news at least not for us Uh, because in order to actually achieve two-way communication with them we will have to wait for about 6,120 years more as a human race and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> frankly, guys, how am not sure we're going to make it past the 100 years. So hundred twenty seems like a long shot. You can go and look up the actual equation and see all the factors that you're supposed to calculate. But one of them, they reduce it to only Earth-like planets. And that kind of allows them to dilute it a little bit better. Uh, and the nearest one that they could find is 70,000 light years away from us. Therefore, we will have to wait at least six thousand one hundred twenty years in order to communicate with them
3: and then we probably
2: won't exist anymore right so as i said i don't think we're gonna pass the hundred so <laughs> okay i mean it's good to know that someone is out there but maybe potentially uh, also th- that is assuming that their life has evolved as far as we have uh, because we could we could get to six thousand hundred twenty years from now and they're like maybe they're only just starting life but hey On other news, I'm going back into politics more or less. So there are two good things that came out of the Supreme Court this week in the US. Uh, One of them is that now it is illegal to sack a person for being uh, gay or transgender. So that is pretty good news.
3: Again, how has that only been decided today? But yeah, go on. Yeah,
2: I mean, let's try not to (laughs) let's just enjoy the fact that it's done now and Mm -hmm. not dwell too much in the fact that it took this long. Well, presumably it can also be reversed, but yeah. Yeah. The second uh, good thing that came out of it is that they blocked the attempts of Trump to uh, stop the DACA program. Uh, in case you don't know, DACA stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. So essentially for any kids that arrive to, to the US, they don't get deported straight away. There's a chance for them to kind of stay under certain uh, membership uh, however, I mean, the bad thing is that really we ha- they haven't taken any applications t- since 2017. So it's more like what was there before. Um, and it still can happen. It might still be revoked. It's just that for now, they can renew the membership. They can stay in the US. They can continue with their normal lives. Uh, speaking of LGBTQ community, uh, it turns out that SpongeBob might be gay. Might be gay? <laughs> yes. We don't know. We don't know yet. Nickelodeon no tweeted... No one's asked him yet. He's still in the closet. So Nickelodeon tweeted a picture of a SpongeBob next to Cora from the Legend of Cora series. Uh, it's another program. Um, who is actually bisexual. There was uh, also the picture of uh, Michael D. Cohen who has declared uh, he is transgender. So of course... So that is he's making a statement then. Well, I don't know, because it does say it's for LGBTQ people and allies. So. Uh. We don't know whether SpongeBob is the ally. Uh, and obviously, there's always been speculations whether him and his uh, mate, uh, Claudio, I think is his name.
3: Is his name Claudio, the pink one?
2: I think so. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Oh, let me, let, me, let me double check. Uh, so... <laughs> We just we just went on a quick check for the other characters' name. Sorry, I, I haven't seen actually SpongeBob. It's not
3: you've never seen it.
2: No, either. I haven't. I've seen bits of it. I've never seen the whole thing. It's quite not even a whole episode. Anyway, uh, it's not <laughs> Claudio. I don't know where I got that name from at all. Like, yeah. Anyway, it's it's Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> not it doesn't even sound similar. I don't know where I got it from. But there you go. There's always been the speculations about them. Maybe. Um, being closer friends than they, they seem. Um, but I think in a couple of interviews, or at least one, one of the creators said that he actually sees them more as sexual, asexual, asexual, mm-hmm. yeah, asexual mm-hmm. characters.
3: So uh, this just reminds me exactly the same thing happened with Pumoku, one of my childhood childhood heroes. Is she the likely racist one? Though? No, that's Pippi Longstocking. Again, a childhood hero who unfortunately... Turns out, to be a... I realise now as an adult is, you know, I mean, this... problematic as well. If I were um, to go
2: back into all the cartoons
3: I used to watch, I'd probably yeah. be pretty disappointed. It did make me very sad. But she, you know, you she does still stand for a very kind of strong feminist. The racist feminist. You know, <laughs> it's okay. I'm not actually sure... Well, okay. I'm not going to say that she isn't a racist in the book, but it's there's There is definitely racism within her within books. Her books. Yep. Yeah. In any case, I was going to say no. It, no, it's not Pippi Longstock I'm referring to. In my second childhood childhood hero, Pumukum. Who is maybe not as known here, probably more in the German speaking realm. I'm pretty sure you mentioned it to me, and I'm Uh, just scraping in in the (laughs) deepness of my brain. Not so deep, but. uh. (laughs) Very mischievous little guy with um, red hair. He's some sort of like. Right. Okay, I got it. Spirit um, character. But he's a little cartoon, but he's actually set in a kind of in the real world and he becomes friends with this Mm -hmm. carpenter dude. And yeah, anyway, um, (laughs) but it just reminded me that I read once upon a time exactly this very same story that there was discussion whether Pumukul might be gay. And then it was concluded that no, Pumukul is in fact asexual.
2: Yeah, I do love the fact that Nickelodeon is getting out there like sending stuff like this that potentially kids follow. Like I don't remember a single one of the uh, cartoon channels or stations back home uh, normalizing that for me back in the day. So I think I I mean it's
3: back in the day, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, sure, no, but I think I, I love it, and it it never, you know, it's like I don't know when was the last time that I watched a cartoon aimed for kids, and I think it's
3: great that they're getting on it and that yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely been a push to to be a bit more representative. Yeah. So not sure I'm going to move on to my subject here. I'm trying to find a link, but no, you're not done.
2: No, no, no. I was just going to ask you if you're going to finish on a high note or what.
3: Well, I don't know, because I was going to talk about priests. (laughs) I mean,
2: they're not known for,
3: I mean. No, it's just, I just noted that they've been in the news quite a bit this past week. Um, First, it was a story about a priest in Argentina. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which is quite a funny one. He's a priest of an evangelical church in Argentina who reopened his church as a bar... Yeah, but they were serving um, um, not the usual drinks, right? To, well, so it was in protest against the lockdown on religious services, which is still in place in Argentina now, although some other, you know, businesses and activities around the country are reopening.
2: Yeah, the just The churches like still
3: aren't. Yes, exactly. So basically, they, they put some bar tables inside the church and the pastors dressed as waiters carrying Bibles on their trays in a mock service. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure I'll go to that bar. <laughs> no, I just thought that was kind of funny. Versus another um, piece of news, I think from yesterday, um, moving to Russia. This time it's a, a rogue Russian priest I'm not sure, I mean. who is basically denying the existence of the coronavirus, <laughs> says oh, that I it's a pseudo pandemic, and has now uh, seized a convent in the Urals region again not sure i'm pronouncing that right but yeah he's basically um sees this convent and says he will stay there and you can only remove him by force but otherwise he will stay put yeah so obviously sorry the, the reason why he um sees this comment was because he was banished by by the church leaders
2: oh boy is that it that's it that's all we have for this week well there's a little bit of craziness there's a little bit of progress but we need more progress and there's always gayness. That's that's good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Definitely. Cool. Well, I'm happy. Isolation, not so isolated isolation anymore.
2: Yeah, some? no, guys, I, it, things are changing. We, we're going out a little bit more. More stuff is opening. Oh, now we, we can we actually...
3: Know?
2: No, I'm not saying you and me in general.
3: I know, but it's just, I, I just noticed that because someone asked me yesterday, oh, are you enjoying the easing of lockdown? I'm like... I don't feel like anything's really changed for me, personally.
2: Well, but just because you're not doing it, not because it's not happening. No, I know. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, things, uh, things are kind of seem to be moving forward a little. Whether that's the best move, I don't know. There was new cases just in New Zealand, uh, popping up. Now it's 18. I started with three kind of at the same time. Now there's 18, at least. From that was zero. up until yesterday. They have been able to track uh, a lot of how those cases came into New Zealand, I mean, if those guys with so many restrictions and how well they managed it are getting new cases, I, I don't know whether we're getting all the figures that Not we are starts. actually. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, in, the meantime,
3: in the meantime, shall we go to social, social media? media. <laughs> you can email us at isolationboothpod at com,
2: and then the Twitter account
3: at isolationbooths
2: and on Instagram isolationboothpod and finally, the Facebook page, which is The Isolation Booth. And uh, you can write to us, subscribe, follow, tweet. Come on the show as a guest. Yes, please. Enjoy your half-isolation, then. And uh, wash your hands. Bye. Bye. I,
0: said, I get around, but that's not me, now a housebound. Staying inside, staying indoors, trying to obey these draconian laws.
1: Baby, we're on lockdown Baby, we're on lockdown
0: Maybe I'm feeling a little bit blue But it's not about me, it's about you Wash your hands, don't touch your face You're better off inside, I rest my case
1: Baby, we're on down Baby, we're on down Staying inside because of this virus Trying to find things to inspire us Take a bit of time for a little self care
0: To stop him getting downcast Like listening to this podcast
1: (laughs) Baby, we're unlocked